0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Northern Lights. I am absolutely delighted to welcome Simone Roche, who just does so much. Where where do I start? She's the founder of Northern Power Women, Northern Power Futures, which is now a community in excess of 70,000 people across all sectors, genders, socioeconomic groups. In 2020, she founded the Power Platform, which is, you know, creating connections between people and opportunities. Awarded an MBA in the Queen's Birthday Honours list in 2018 for services to gender equality. And she's recently been promoted to captain in the Royal Navy as of uh, July 2021. So absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for, for joining me, Simone.
1: Oh, delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Makes me sound quite busy, that, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and actually, I did want to talk to you about that. But can, can I ask you something? Can I just go off piste a bit, right? So the last time we met, or rather talked, you were telling me about the boat you were refurbishing that you live on.
1: How's that going? oh gosh right right I need to sit down and have a coffee I think <laughs> so Lady Isabella is our houseboat so we built her from scratch nine years ago and so it was time Being like lots of people over lockdown have decided to refurb gardens build hot tubs you know redecorate all that kind of thing so it's not quite as easy when you do that on a 60 foot houseboat so we we were two bedroom two bathrooms so we took it down to one bedroom one bathroom because that's all we need now and we thought we'd extend the kitchen it was a bit like it's like peeling an onion everything that we have peeled back oh there's a leak oh there's a floor that's disintegrated oh there's no ballast here so it's been i was waiting for george clark and his great big renovations or something to pop up um in a kind of uh you've been frame style to go just kidding it's all okay so no she's all right she's been out the washer uh, on stilts to have the uh, to have all the, the underneath repainted and um, uh, the River Mersey proofed because the, the salt water eats at the the the, um, the the paint and the steel so she's out and the the kitchen fishers are now in situ so hopefully hopefully by some point uh, in August I should be back on or we should be Northern Power Man and my, myself should be back on I bet you we should never ask <laughs>
0: No, that sounds awful. And uh, gosh, I didn't know there was a northern power man uh, in the vicinity as well. Maybe we should uh, bring him on at some point.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, he could he could really tell all the secrets, couldn't he?
0: <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, you know, you know when, when when we were listening or listening, all, all the different things you, you've done. I mean, that, and you know, the number of times I've talked to you, the thing that always comes across is just the, the immense energy you have right to do things and and a lot of the things you've kind of started yourself from scratch like there was no northern power woman forum you recognized it you dived in and you set it up and now as i said you've got over seventy thousand members in the community um where does that energy come from
1: yeah it's really interesting never really had a desire to set up a business so um i think it's more i think there's a there's an impatience to change i think as a uh, a northerner we like to crack on if we can see something that we can do something about then why wouldn't we be you know why wouldn't we so i think i've always been sort of quite energetic and enthusiastic about things and I think because this is something that like you say I've I've created I've built from scratch um, a bit like the boat um, I think you can't not be energized I think if you what do they say if you, if you do something that, that you love then you'll never work a day in your life so I think I'm inspired by the community out there I'm, I'm inspired by people like yourself that I talk with amazing people every day I do have the best job in the world so I think I I buzz off and I respond to people out there, so that and also a small shot of espresso probably really does energize my day
0: <laughs> yeah, that was fabulous um so if if we sort of now go back to the journey your your career and your journey because uh, you've done a number of different things haven't you over the years um and I guess the the thing will be interesting is you know <laughs> Uh, your key moments where you had to make decisions. Who are the biggest influences on you as you've gone through your your career and your journey? And and who, who would you sort of refer back to, whether it's wisdom, experience, that, you know? And and what does that what, what does that look and feel like?
1: Yeah, it's a great question actually, and I think it's different people along the way. Um, I talk about my Northern Power Nana and uh, uh, Isabella, who the boat is named after. Um, I, I think about her always making me believe um, that I could do anything I wanted to. I wanted to play for I wanted to play for Everton Football uh, Club Ladies Team, but there wasn't one. Um, but she always made me believe I could. Uh, maybe I should have just created one way back there. I would have done well, wouldn't I? But there was. There's something about just having that belief my mum and dad were just you know anything that I, I i wanted to do i would i could you know had their support even if it was a crazy idea so i remember going home and telling them i wanted to join the navy and that they just sort of went okie dokie how are you going to keep your room tidy kind of thing um and so i think all along the way i remember when i went uh, i was in the navy and uh, i joined as a radio operator and after a couple of years, I had somebody who sort of tapped me on the shoulder. I uh, is what we call like a sponsor now, really. And he he kind of went, "I think you should go to the whole officer program." And I'm like, "Oh no, oh no! I'm 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 this northern person, and this is not what we do." But it's it's having I think different people at different junctures. I remember when I was going from a role, sort of the sort of I've never really earned a lot of money, but there was one point where I went sort of quite a big jump um, in in, in salary. And it felt like a lot. It was like 16,000. I think the job I got was like 28,000. It was a massive jump, but it was the, I remember speaking to those kind of, um, those mentors and those peers around you and ask them because you can you can talk yourself out of so many things with with imposter syndrome but I think it's good to have those um, cheerleaders and supporters around you and ask ask them what do you think about this you know I've got a great woman called Ruth Shaw who we created TEDx Whitehall Women together and I remember uh, you know I sat down and talked with her when I was setting the business up and it was, it's almost those people that you can talk to that force you to do the the pros and cons list like we would do for other people so I think absolutely different people along the way and ultimately when I set my business up there was one woman as well who went you know what this what you're doing now is you you should do this for yourself and I think it's just having those people who kind of believe in you and your ability that sometimes you can't always see because it's easier to to kind of go oh no no I'm fine I'm all good though I think yeah different people um and northern power man Rob my husband you know has been you know again anything you know he's behind me he is absolutely the side of me behind me dragging me forward sometimes when you need that lift up because we all need it even with all the energy in the world sometimes you kind of just need lifting up
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. What a, what, a, what a wonderful, wonderful journey in the way you've expressed that. That, that really resonates, I think. Um, w- one thing that I wanted to ask you was Northern Power Women. Um, what was the what was the, the trigger for starting that? What was it that you were trying to accomplish with that at that time? I mean, clearly that's now evolved and I'm sure it's much broader. But at the time you started, what was the trigger? What was the thing you were trying to really focus on?
1: I was working around uh, the skills agenda around the legacy for the Olympics pre-Olympics if you like back back in the sort of 2007 onwards and um I you know, so I was very much commuting down to London a lot. And then I I kind of got into the gender equality by mistake, really just being in a uh, being invited to an event that was part of the organization I was working for. And I remember feeling it was a very, it wasn't the most inspiring event. And I felt I could do better or I could add value, not I could do better, actually, but I could definitely add value. Because I felt like actually, this is a room that felt quite negative. And why aren't we putting positive? Why aren't we putting energy into this because if we want to solve a problem like gender equality then um, I think it's less about being negative and more about the positive of the collaboration about the positive of role modeling and storytelling and I felt like that I could do that you know I'd learned all these skills over the years uh, from the forces to the hospitality industry to the events industry and I felt like this was the time to kind of give people that platform and stage and so for me what I wanted to do was change the sort of the geography of where gender equality um, um, challenge and opportunity was coming from. So I'd spent these years working around gender equality in London, TEDx Whitehall, women creating this whole women first campaign, um, very much around gathering and building a network. And I remember going into PwC HQ in London, and one of the first organisations that sort of signposted me who to speak to in the north, you know. And I spoke to one of your predecessors from you know many years ago because it was like they sort of helped me go well actually you need to speak to this person you need to speak to this person. and so it's it was using that kind of London community to go right I want to change the geography of where this is coming from I want to create this sort of overwhelming hall of role models to better showcase what the north is and who the north are so I believe that I was good at that gathering and corralling and engaging and amplifying and I just wanted to change that to sort of not just Liverpool um, or Manchester or the Northwest or Yorkshire. I wanted to have that pan north. It was at the time where the Northern Power House was being muted as a as a George Osborne sort of phrase and Lord Jim O'Neill. And, and I used the hashtag Northern Power Women and I was creating a movement called Ready for Change uh, using the hashtag and ultimately the hashtag Overthrew um, in a mutedist style and a mischievous style. Um, and became Northern Power Women. But it was ultimately about looking up and and accelerating from the North. So it's not accelerating in a silo here, just for us here, it's about what we can lead and what we can um, enable um, from our fantastic North of England.
0: Gosh, and I, I hadn't appreciated you would come into PwC, so that's, the, the, that's, that's remarkable as well, what an interesting link. Um, just building on what you just said, so there's, you, you obviously had an ambition, you, you were, you were trialing new things. If you now, I guess two parts to this question, if you look back at what you think the key achievements are and how that has impacted Northern Power Women, and then the second thing is, what's the most important issue still to be worked on?
1: yeah i think I'm, I'm proud of so many things i'm proud of the way um the social media um grabbed on to this this brand this northern power women I and almost do you know owned it and 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 were empowered by it and i was on my own for three and a half nearly four years so completely a solopreneur writing the theme tune singing the theme tune um and so i'm very proud that i i did that like literally started something from a standing start if you like um to build this community to enable this community to do good stuff and to showcase so i'm very proud that that sort of didn't wasn't bought or assembled it was organic and it grew so i'm very proud of every single person who who passed on and sh- um, sort of shone a spotlight on other people. So I'm very proud of that kind community out there that has grown. So massive organizations like yourself, um, solopreneurs, uh, university students. So it's a real plethora of everyone in there. So I think that's that's what I'm most proud of. I'm very proud of now becoming, you know, and, and we have a the awards have been sort of a flagship and to be the largest event celebrating gender equality in Europe, I'm immensely proud of. Um because I would never you would never have thought that, you know, could happen. But again, I think that's the power of of the community. Um I think the um the pandemic um has offered sort of masses of challenges, uh, but me being me, will always look at the opportunities for good. Um, I think the there has been. I think homeschooling has absolutely overwhelmed and um, challenged families, you know, sort of uh, across the length and breadth of the the, the country and obviously globally. Um, but I think the what we're looking at is these new ways of working, and I think flexibility. I think we have to. We can't go back too normal we have to go forward we have to build forward better so I think the challenges that we have are making sure that we take the good things the good business practice the empowerment the productivity the flexibility and take that forward and not not suddenly go back right we're going to go back to early meetings late meetings you know sort of not doing things in this collaborative kind of way which i think um we have been doing uh through this pandemic and also i think you see the rise of purpose um i think so i think the, the the things we've still got to we have to just worry about things not sliding so i think they're the challenges that we still have we still have that that challenge around making sure that businesses are adopting and innovating their cultures to be able to enable our um our workforce of the future to be sort of the the best versions of of, of themselves for their organisation.
0: You touched on purpose there. Um, Can could, could I ask you do, you, do you have you always had an underlying purpose, or has that is that something that's emerged over time um, in in your own thinking and and what you're trying to do?
1: I think. Um, I think I always have, but I think it's 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 resonated with me more now than ever. There's a uh, a wonderful um, lady, sort of one of our um, sort of real leading lights, uh, the pro vice chancellor of at Teesside University, that... Uh, Professor Jane Turner, who sadly um, passed away in July after suffering from ovarian cancer for four years. And I remember we have been doing leadership research with her in the university about new traits of leadership. And I remember having this conversation with her, and she she said to me uh, not long before she passed she you, Simone, I've never seen you be more purposeful. I saw you for years running around, you had trains and more trains and, you know, sort of, uh, wherever all over the length and breadth of the country, uh, doing your thing. But I've seen you during this period be more purposeful. And, and I think it's, it's definitely still distilled down for me. I'm definitely now, I think I, I, not I don't think I've ever been a busy fool. I've just tried to do everything, but there's elements of trying to boil the ocean, whereas I think now I particularly over this this last eighteen months is about I only want to do things where I can affect change. I only want to do things where I can do things for good. So I think you know, so for Jane to really have noticed that purpose, I went, you know what? Yeah. that absolutely um it's it's definitely got more important in my life.
0: What do you think she saw? I mean, you referred to a couple of things, but from her, if you put yourself,
1: in her shoes um she's always in the passion and i think always known that you know i just want to do good but i think she saw me concentrate she saw me having to with with the the benefit of not having to travel as much she saw me really focus and concentrate on what was important and i was adamant you know we had to downsize the team very quickly because we were very sort of face to face events related and then i i've i've I think over this period, you know, we, we created a re-leveling up report in September last year, which again was not something I would do, but it was very much about spotlighting and showcasing the opportunities, spotlighting and showcasing the things that are being done well. So that will inspire others. And I think she saw me being really purposeful about, right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at this leadership piece and then we're going to communicate it. Then we're going to collaborate. Then we're going to, you know, inform others, you know, we're going to pass it on. We're going to consistently checking with people people at the top people on the way up to check their okay and you're going to you purposefully connected people week in week out over this pandemic and i think um um it's interesting it's, it's a good question because i do only just to say out loud but i think that's what she saw she saw me passionately um connecting people and passionately sort of passing on information um for good so other people could benefit from it and um if,
0: if you think about I mean, you're obviously touching and influencing lots and lots of people, uh, Simone, if you think about um, any lessons you've learned in how to do that, how, how to convene, how to corral, how to influence you know, how to how to have a purpose driven impact, are there any particular lessons you'd, you'd say with you wish to share with with other people?
1: I, I think it's about creating a, um, a a stage to do that, whether it's a Zoom stage, whether it's a Google Meet stage, whether it's a live stage. I think it's about creating something with um, intention um, and with respect. So I think you've, if you do something, you've got to do it well. You've got to do it to time. You've got to be clear about what you're doing because people are busy people are even more busy even though we're not traveling as much but we can go from call to call to call so i think you've got to be very clear what you're doing i think you've got to set we will always set a level of energy because obviously that comes from me and you've got to make it feel as though people can i think you've got to enable people to be part nobody wants to be talked at you know we can all look at these screens um you know Relentlessly, So I think it's creating that environment where people can be part of the conversation, uh, where people can be heard um, and can connect with others and also pass on their information. So I think it's creating the environment that allows and enables and empowers others to do.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Um, S- Simon. I-, I was talking to uh, my daughter last night and I was actually both of them and I, I was to them and I was sharing with them the fact that I'm going to see you today and we're doing this podcast. And then uh, and we were sort of debating the whole topic uh, about women in business, empowerment, uh, creating opportunities. Um, And interestingly, overnight, uh, she sent me some questions for you. She said, please, can you ask Simone the following questions?" So I'm not going to ask you all of them, but there's one or two that really I think I just found really interesting, and I'd love to sort of get your perspective on. And the first one, um, and just just put this in context. She's she's a second year university student, um, and so you know one of the things she wanted to ask uh, was, how do we as a collective promote women from a diverse background? And how do you think about that? Because obviously you 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 know you've been promoting, you know, through the various forums, you you get exposed to you know quite a diverse range of people
1: um i think it's about being intentional with your allyship and that sounds a bit that that maybe doesn't maybe sounds a bit buzzy. that but i think there's something really important about being intentional it was um i talk about the awards a lot because the awards are if you like the the sort of the at the bookends, if you like, of our year, that we start the year and we tell the story. It's not about one night. But one of the reasons we created a future list and a power list, it's all open to nominations. It's not about creating a, a, a girls' club. It's not about that. It's about creating these visible role models. And I think role models are so important. As a young lady who works um, for um, civil service um, in policy in Manchester, and she was one of our judges. And she says, how can we get more um, women of she was particularly focused on women from south east asian heritage you know because i'm just not seeing it and i'm like well to be and, and from that day and that was probably the year 2 of the awards I said, it's about being intentional and finding those you know those those people those communities but really asking people to i call sponsor you know go out and sponsor and find and put forward those those individuals so i think there's there's one thing that that has been you know very important to me a year ago then um, in the the wake of the the George Floyd killing, obviously there was so much sort of profile and spotlight on Black Lives Matter and Black heritage, and I just made a decision on our podcast that we have a, a life lessons uh, spot on it where we ask someone you know five questions, um, and you know they pass on their life lessons and their you know their their knowledge. And I made a, an an intentional decision that fifty percent of those life lessons would be uh, people from a Black Asian minority ethnic um, background. So that, and I, you know, even though it's a podcast, it was just really important that we, you know, we are with intention. And I've I've done quite a few sessions recently um, on other sort of webinars and stuff about effective allyship. And I think it's about being deliberate. So I think in and it's great to have it's brilliant to have your daughter's questions. And please send any of the them that we don't get through to me and I'll, I'll personally respond. But I think it is about, um, It's about championing, and it's about you've got to. Sometimes people say, "Oh, I can't find the women to speak at this," or "I can't find uh, a woman of color," or "I can't find this." You've got to look. You've got to look harder. Don't just keep going to the same people. We created a campaign called "Be Heard," uh, which is all about better representation in the media and events industry. To do exactly that, let's unearth those voices. Let's give those. Let's give individuals a platform and a stage because we need those voices. We we need the you know these individuals at the table so it's with intent that that we need to operate that's that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah. I I love talking to you, Simone, because every time I ask you a question, you say, and we are doing the following, and we've got this forum. I don't think I've asked you a question where you haven't already thought about the answer, and you're not already doing something about it.
1: Well, it's important, I think, but this is the thing about power that I always say, this is not northern flaky women, you know, (laughs) it's northern power. We created Northern Power Futures, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, again, to to sort of really demonstrate it's not Groom Up North, and we wanted to give that platform for young people to have their view and their conversation on what the future of the North looks like. So I think that's a really important... So the reason that we need representation from every community, every social mobility group, you know, we every you know all genders all regions is because that's what the north is so we need that representation we talk about having seats at the table in our leveling up report we want not just one but multiple because it's not just you know there we go tick we've done that now we don't tick boxes
0: i like that because i mean that's exactly my philosophy it's who we are you know what we're talking about are the communities that we live in breathe in support get benefits from um and it, it, it's the diversity is actually what makes it, you know, um, well, one thing, um, you know, one thing just that I wanted to sort of uh, get your, get your perspective on was, you know, we, we've been talking about opportunities, whether it's for people from a, uh, diversity and inclusion, whether it's social mobility, but if we if we if we think about supporters and allies, how can how can we engage males more? to provide, to be allies and provide further opportunities for women uh, as leaders you know or, or is in business how, how do we how's that engagement going do you
1: think well right at the start of this this my sort of journey when it was when it was this when I was calling it ready for change um I was at an event at the BT tower in London and there was a very senior chairman from a massive organization um, um at this event northern um guy and he said to me I remember him saying to me after this warm red wine and this press launch and he says oh Simone the problem with women is and I'm like oh my goodness where is this where is this going this is not going to end well Uh, and he says you can't promote or recruit them and you know I I just I was kind of I looked around it was was like a, a, a slow motion I looked around to think gosh if the Daily Mail or any other equivalent newspaper picked that up that would have been front page that was just but I was fascinated as to why he would say it but it was that moment um that I believe that, right, I need to collect the good guys because the only way that we are going to stop those kind of comments is by amplifying and collecting the good men. So it became my mission. I was reluctant to call it Northern Power Women because I didn't want to exclude um, men or women who didn't really think that they wanted that gender group so that's why I always call it a mischievous brand but it became my mission one of my kind of five things was collecting men as agents of change and so I went out on a mission to grab as many good guys because that's how we slay the dinosaurs um, and so you know northern power is quite happily with me going out kind of <laughs> hooking up loads of men it sounds very bad I'm sure but but I think the big the big thing uh, for me is actually we get a lot of um Great male advocates or great men will go, oh, I love what you're doing, and then I'm like, well, actually, be active about it. Then don't just tell me passively that you support and do what. I do. Then do something about it. Everybody can do something. Whether you're the chair of an organization, whether you're a supervisor, uh, whether you're, a, a, you know, in in a student, whoever you are, you can all do something. You can all be an effective advocate. And even if it's just that opening that one door, passing that information on or nominating somebody to attend something, whatever that may be, it needs to be active, not passive.
0: And is there one thing, you mentioned a couple of things there, but is there one thing that you would recommend, you know, more than anything else that will have a disproportionate impact?
1: Oh, uh, get, get a reverse mentor. We We did a pilot of a reverse mentorship and it was 13... Um, mentors uh, all young women uh, you know all first second job women and then 13 leaders uh, 12 out of 13 were men and it it just happened by mistake really and I just thought I'm just going to see what this looks like and it was it was that to me was one of the most impactful things because even though some of the relationships tended to sort of level to balance out towards almost like a um, a peer to peer kind of thing, but what it did is it, it what it did it was gave the listening, um, and I remember that to me was really important. So I think have that so have that conversation with somebody that is at the start or, or even returning to a career, have those conversations and do it. I I think it's really powerful to do it cross sector as well. Sometimes there's a worry of it's just in your organization that you'll get one perspective, but I would absolutely encourage that to, you know, we facilitate that across sectors because I think you get that non-compete, but you get that cross sector approach, but listen. And I remember when we did the the, the sort of the preparation or the briefing for the mentors, and they were all from our future list. One young woman said, she went, so is it a bit like teaching your dad to use Facebook? And I'm like, not quite, but there was, there's a tinge to that. It just was that, is that one of the key traits of leadership is about listening, isn't it? And I think it, it's that listen from a different perspective.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's listening and actually getting to know the people re- really well. I, I actually, one of the things we do at P D B C is I, I, I do various, uh, reverse mentoring with various people and, um, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like first, because um the way we did it is we, we were nominated people from you know a particular BAME or gender background um to work with, and I found it absolutely fascinating. I learned so much in those conversations, and it's quite an unusual situation as well because you you're ask, you, you're learning a lot because you get to a certain stage in your career where you're actually sharing a lot, but here you're continuing to learn and to continue to be challenged and and when I used to see it in my diary. It used to make me smile because I knew I'd have a really nice conversation about something other than the day to day.
1: Absolutely. I think and the power of mentoring, whichever form that you do it in. One of the things we enabled over lockdown, and I'd actually love to get your daughter uh, engaged in this, is we did these, what we call carousel mentoring, speed dating in some respects, but we never, ever have a problem getting mentors to join these conversations. Never, ever. And we will continue to do them remotely because it's an hour of your time. And there's not one person in our community that I ever ask to do something, you know, to pay it forward that everyone wants to do something for young people but this what I always get from those speed dating so you you get to speak to three sort of you know uh, business people in in that time but I always get from the mentor exactly as you say I will always put this in my diary because I learn too
0: yeah 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 oh that's great and it's a lot of fun you know not (laughs) only do you learn but it's a lot of fun as well you know uh, just coming towards the the end now I I guess um, uh, one one question about advice right so if if for all the women who are listening to the podcast today and are looking to further their career what would be your advice to them what what would be your mantra to them we we've got a sense of you and what your nan said to you but um what would be your advice to them
1: I think if you're at the start of your career I'm, I'm a big fan of say yes and work it out later you know I think there's a there's a challenge as well at the moment if people were looking to maybe go off on traveling or maybe they're delaying university or particularly last year and, and maybe feel if, if a bit of a limbo and I think I worry about you know people at the start of their career whether they're either pre-work or in, in the later stages of education I think try different things try different things say yes and work it out later 100% and also ask for help. And that's always a difficult thing because you think, oh, I don't want to bother someone. They're always busy. Look how you just talked about, you get excited about these. So that's my big thing is there are so many different organizations, you know, ask us, we've all, you know, that's why we created the power platform, you know, to, to, to better facilitate things like that. There's so many things out there. We will always signpost to, to other opportunities, but ask for support. Nothing is a silly question and people out there do want to help.
0: You know, that's exactly right. Well, but just listening to you, you, you're saying that you know, when when an opportunity comes up, you know, say yes, try different things, uh, and then figure it out later. But there's almost a bit around preempting and doing stuff. So you, you don't strike me as someone who's been waiting to say yes. You you've gone on with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so, and I I think. But even when things come up, that I think, oh gosh, I you know. I don't want to do that. I think that's really out of my comfort zone. I think you've got to come out your comfort zone. You know, what's the worst that can happen sometimes, you know, when people are putting you forward, I, I think, I think that's a, by building those relationships, people will look out for you. You know, I think you can never underestimate the power of that network. Opportunities will, will come up and you will, you know, have the opportunity to, Get involved in something that you may not have seen, and I think I I think that's our own responsibilities to make it easy for other people. So I would ask everyone out there as well, because it is sometimes people can be worried about asking but I ask everyone out there to keep an eye out check out th- those people in your you know your 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 sort of your your community in your immediate colleague base someone who you think oh, I haven't seen them for a while because obviously we've been remote who do you need to check in on check in on and it'll start a conversation though that 20 minutes can be priceless to someone for someone just to be heard
0: yeah yeah um, I, I sometimes have this conversation as well with uh, some of the colleagues I work with and you know when we're trying to develop new Propositions, so we're trying to develop you know new ways of engaging with the communities or clients um the first the initial bit can feel quite overpowering so i was i used to use this analogy which is um you know uh, if you like swimming in the sea when you walk into the sea and the waters up to your ankles it feels really cold and you're standing there and you're thinking you know what the further i work walk you know my knees are going to get cold my you know my my back's going to get cold and actually if you once you actualize all of that you won't dive in and my advice to all of you know my colleagues is you know just run in and dive in it's going to be cold for about two three minutes after that it'll be all right obviously unless you're in the north sea or something but you know it it can be there's a bit about you've just got to dive in
1: and there's people out there watching for you on the shore so you're never alone yeah
0: that's true and those are the people that you've just referred to now who you're, you're having coffees with those are the people who are looking out for you
1: absolutely yeah to keep those conversations build that community and um,
0: just moving to the the north i mean we've touched on the north but we what we haven't talked about is you and the north what is it about the north that you really love What what is it that that sort of empowers you and makes you want to put the word northern next to power women
1: Oh, it is, I think it's the people. It has to be the people. And it's the sense of the difference as well. I think we are a north of so much. Um, but I think the people and the passion and obviously the the place, you know, look what's on our doorstep. If one thing the last 18 months has as shown us is what is on our doorstep I've fallen in love with North Wales you know um, I've been I've been over to um, um, the northeast and over into Yorkshire just some magic places out there so the people the place the culture it's it's magic
0: yeah I agree and I like the phrase you know we are north of so so much but we're actually south of so much as well absolutely so there's quite a lot And um, and is the, so t- two final questions i guess is is there a favorite thing you like to do that just really in the north that just really relaxes you and you know you you kind of find your center doing it or you just love. Is there one thing you'd recommend that people should do?
1: Um paddleboarding actually. That is a a new hobby of mine is um paddleboarding because obviously if I live on a boat, I may as well have a (laughs) paddleboard. So absolutely getting on the water. I think going back to my navy days, I clearly have an inner mermaid in me, I think, or something like that. So something that centers me is the paddleboard because you have to be balanced otherwise you're gonna get wet. (laughs)
0: And then the final question is, and I was I'm always interested, right? How do you set yourself up for a great day? you know what does your morning look like you know that just just gets you in the zone gets your energy i mean how um, do you set yourself up
1: i think routine has been very important um i think I've re- you know i've referred to the last 18 months an awful lot i think many people are but um i found a yoga class online uh yoga class so that's at 10 to 7 every morning that gets me out of bed um so there's no messing about recently uh, you know as, as you know the last month or so we've had an, an, a reasonable spell i've been doing that outside um so yoga and also i've done coach to 5k which again wasn't something I wanted to do so it was either the start of the day would be yoga followed by a walk across the along the fabulous Liverpool waterfront and now it's uh, now have my running trainers on so that is 100% what sets me up for the day and if I don't do it I feel um sluggish feel like I've cheated myself so that definitely makes me feel more smug than slug
0: (laughs) And you do that every day, or do you get up one morning and think, "Oh God, you know, I'd rather no."
1: And and do you know why? Because it's a live class. I feel like I'm getting up for uh, Marie as well, the 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 woman who does the class. I feel, especially in those early days, I think we were all kind of just trying to again. It's that check in on other people. Uh, I think there's that sense of community by doing that, and it's 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 maintained. So no, I feel it's I absolutely I don't have a problem getting up. It's up, yoga kit on. Most of the time, inside out because I can't see where what's going on, but it's all good. <laughs> That's awesome, awesome.
0: And I, I, I and mean, I, I quite like the Headspace app. We, we, we've prom- we've made that available to all of our staff in PwC during the pandemic. And you know, twenty minutes on the Headspace app, just awesome. setting up the day as well as well as a bit of physical activity
1: absolutely you've got to you've got to make that space self-care has not been something I has always been that good for me I've always been again too busy but I think this is where you have to find your purpose make space for yourself
0: wonderful Simone I have absolutely loved speaking with you I've loved listening to you I've loved listening to how you've thought through things can I just say thank you very much for your time today it's been absolutely wonderful and amazing
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's been really wonderful to chat with you so much. Thank you for asking me.
0: Can you just do one thing? Can you just give people the name of the podcast that you do and, and how to get in contact with you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Northern Power Women podcast. You can find us on anywhere that you get uh, your your, uh, podcast, Spotify, Apple, um, Android, all of those kind of places. So please do get in touch. If you want to get in touch, you can follow us on any of our socials at North Power Women or me at Simone Roche. But thank you so much.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much. So that brings us to the close of our current podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Armagan Mohammed and I'm the regional chairman for PwC, someone who has a passion for the north. And I'm using Northern Lights as a vehicle to showcase tremendous, amazing people like Simone.